0: Coming up, the number one fantasy book podcast Breaking down the scrolls and spells of nerd culture We are Phantology. You may have heard of this
1: Yes, it's November 17th Counting down the days Saving up that PTO to, to use Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah <laughs> I think it'll only take like, what, a day? You can knock that out in a day
3: Well, okay, so the audiobook is going to be around 50 hours
0: so if you go <laughs> 2.25 speed, you should be able to and, get that And end. that's not worth that. That's a terrible experience. You want to enjoy this one. Yeah. All right. What's up, nerds and fantasy book fans? This is Steven and the rest of the Phantology 5, Ben, Josh, Ryan, and Jake. We're doing our September news episode and our upcoming preparing for our upcoming October Twitter poll which is going to be top three fantasy creatures. And creatures is a little bit of a nebulous term. So we're going to define that clearly, hopefully clearly, and then give our top threes. So uh, so how's everyone doing? We, uh, we ready to do this, right? Barring yeah. any other technical difficulties, I'm ready. <laughs> as ready as I'll ever be. All right, Josh is throwing shade right off the bat. Everyone else is ready to go. So going into uh, September news i think ryan you're gonna be happy about this month because we're not doing all that like tv crap i mean there's some of that but we're mostly talking books here and two big books that were released this month that i know well okay battleground let's be honest this is september 26th battleground is coming out in a few days we haven't read it yet we're going to get to it but we're pumped for that the trouble with peace came out ryan and i read it you guys aren't uh current (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think I think unfortunately Ben has left us, so it may just be the Phantology for. But the Trouble with Peace came out. Joe Abercrombie book. Ryan and I read it and just reviewed it a couple days ago with Mike from Mike's Book Reviews. I know Jake, you've been wanting to read First Law. Josh, you've read a few, so hey, I okay,
3: I've I read the whole first trilogy and best Serve cold. It's four books,
0: so it's unfair of me to be upset that you haven't read. The eight plus the series of short stories that are out so far.
3: I don't know. I need to do better. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting there.
0: Let's just, okay. So Ryan, you loved it, right? I mean, I did. I, I, I liked it a lot. I don't know that I loved it as
1: much as you did, but it was, I would definitely recommend it to
0: fans of grimdark. Yeah. Yeah. I said in our little hatred review, which is the seventh book that that was my favorite book of 2020. Well, the trouble with peace is my new favorite book of 2020. We'll see how that holds up through the rest of the year. But this book was awesome, right? I mean, that—that's all I can really say about it without going into spoilers. Please listen to our review on best it coming new out release soon. Or Best release or best—sorry, best new release or best book you've read in 2020? Best book that I—I I personally have read in the year 2020. Wow! High praise. We'll see if it—if it holds up. I mean, we do have rhythm of war coming out. Okay. I know like Jake, you've been, you've been watching the boys recently. I think it's a very similar yeah. feel to that type of story where, um, you know, there, there's a high body count, uh, there, there's a lot of kind of murky, uh, moral dealings going on. And I think you'd really like the series once you get into it.
2: Yeah, I really want to, I'm halfway through about halfway through Wolf's call right now. That's taking me a little longer than I thought it would, but. Once I'm done with that, I really want to start first law.
0: And that's the Valen Al Sorna, not the most mm-hmm. recent one, but the one previous to that. Yeah. It's the first book in the duology. The duology, not a common word. Yeah, we'll uh we'll review that with you when you finish. Oh, it's a
2: it's a for sure duology? I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, he's not planning on extending past the, the second book, which came out in July. When did that Come on, what's the name of that book? The Black Song. Black Song, yeah, not Blood Song, Black Song. Okay, Battleground is coming out in a couple days. This is the latest Dresden. I know, Josh, you're you're into this one. And they have, uh, lately, for at least these last two, for Peace Talks and Battleground, we've had book trailers drop, which is a new idea to me and is pretty fun. I mean, it's not like a movie. It's not as high budget as a movie trailer. And there's a pretty significant amount of cheese in it but i think it's great to see a like a book trailer that's an awesome idea imagine if they did that for rhythm of war
3: yeah (laughs) it is incredibly cheesy i don't know if i'm like the biggest fan of it but i like it
0: it definitely hypes it up i mean we're talking about it right now
3: yeah for sure and i'm i'm super excited for for the new dress book i mean i was okay with peace talks but it left me really wanting more, and so I'm pumped for Battleground.
0: Let me tell you this. So after Ryan and I recorded with Mike, he's already read it because he has an ARC, and he said, I can't tell you anything, but what I will say is in Peace Talks, I had some issues and I kind of left it at saying, I'm not going to make an opinion until after Battleground came out. Well, he said his opinion's made and he doesn't have any more issues with Peace Talks. So it sounds wow. like it's going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
3: Well, that's hopeful, right? Because I think Mike shared our same um, experiences with Peace Talks where it was felt, felt very much like half a book. And so the fact that Battleground kind of rounded it out is
0: hopeful. Yep. He said from beginning to end, it was literally a battleground and there was one really strong emotional moment that got him even so okay 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 i'm so excited but, i mean I no, no more, more details than that yeah he didn't he didn't say any spoilers he, i'm sure yeah. he was well within his his ability there okay so those two were the biggest books for us this month there were a few more sanderson released an audiobook only called the original that was a collaboration even i don't think any of us have listened to that yet although i think we are like on a wait list at a library so we'll get to that eventually it sounds like a unique idea. There was um, a book called Harrow the Ninth, which is a big one. I don't think any of us have read the series, but um, that's one that people on Discord have been excited about. And then Christopher Polini. Yes, that Christopher Polini of Aragon released a new book, and it's a big book, and it's called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars, and it's a sci-fi, and it's supposed to be like really good. So um, I actually just got that from the library. So I, that that's one that oh, I nice. might listen to. We're all signed into like seven different libraries collectively as Phantology. So you guys all have access to that as well.
3: <laughs> it's
1: good to hear. I'm excited to hear what you guys think of that. <laughs>
0: but not excited to read it yourself.
1: <laughs> I put my heart on the line for Aragon and died. So Ryan,
3: I remember, I remember I just finished the second Aragon book and you were so disappointed in the series that I did not continue reading it because oh. you were like so distraught about it. Do you remember nope. this conversation?
1: Okay, to be clear, I I didn't hate the last Aragon book. There was just a specific part of the story that I felt like was a major promise that wasn't
0: delivered. Oh, correct opinion. Okay. Yeah, inheritance. Right, that was the fourth one. <laughs> yeah, that book was. Yeah, yeah. that book yeah. was a flop. Oh my gosh. Sorry, Paulini, if you're listening, but I'm excited to read your new book. I I think this one could be good. It's sci-fi. I'll let you know if it's worth reading, Ryan.
1: Okay, good, good, good. I have a little plug for some fantasy news that I bring up every month.
0: Yeah, I I think we know what's coming. (laughs) Patrick Rothfuss has tweeted.
1: He's finally tweeted since this whole incident with his publisher posting those statements on Facebook talking about how. She doesn't even know if he's made any progress on the book in the last few years. Uh-huh. And so Patrick Rothfuss tweeted, and this is his tweet, and I quote. So he broke radio silence. He broke radio silence. He's been retweeting things, but this is the first words from him. He says, this also, Justin, new study shows that maybe not licking doorknobs may be pretty good idea. Big news. So he has continued to not talk at all about what happened which is a huge disappointment to me i really think he needs to address this that's all i'm going to say
3: i have some other disappointing fantasy news
0: oh man okay yeah pile it on
3: have you guys heard of the drama surrounding the author of the three body
0: problem no so so okay before we do that one piece of news is that the three body problem was picked up by netflix and D. Right, Dave and DB, whatever their names are, of, uh, of uh, Game of Thrones fame and infamy for their completion of the series are going to be the showrunners there. But there's some backlash now, right, Josh? Well, there's
3: backlash. I think this happened in 2018, and then I think they, they got resurfaced or something, but the author has repeated Chinese Communist uh, Party kind of propaganda surrounding the weaker situation, which for our listeners that are not aware, there is a large group of uh, Muslims in China that are being sent to like re-education camps. Mm-hmm. And there's been reports of like forced sterilization and it's a huge human rights issue. And so apparently he was pressed about this and just kind of repeated propaganda points about how they're preventing terrorist attacks. Even. Uh- so I don't want to, get into it too much beyond that but apparently some senators some u.s senators have you know submitted letters of disappointment for netflix for going through with that i don't want to get into
0: politics with it but
2: there's just the As a that. unfortunate situation
0: yeah there's obviously probably a lot more to unpack in that than we can cover here but yeah i don't know if i have too much more to say on that
2: that's definitely a disappointment the dnd uh News to me wasn't a huge disappointment. Not actually, not a disappointment at all, because I thought they did an excellent job of delivering on Game of Thrones written material. I thought they only really floundered once they got past source material and three body problems been written. So
0: that's a good point. Yeah. As long as they don't go past what's on the page, they did a really good job of yeah. taking that and putting it onto screen. It is
3: virtually impossible. It is impossible to go past what's on the page in the three bodies. That
0: problem. is very true. Um, there, there is no room for extra stuff.
2: Isn't there a fourth book that was like, like a fan written thing that the yeah. author later semi-canonized. I didn't read that one, but I'm I'm not sure after finishing death's end, I'm not sure how it works, but all I know is in it. You get an actual description, like full on description of trisolarians. So that's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly don't know, but I, 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 you are correct in that there is another book. But yeah, the the series is great as far as what's on the page. Can't really speak to anything beyond that. And I hope that you know if we get a Netflix adapt- adaptation and Dave and Dave do it, I, I hope they do a great job. So maybe that's all we say on that. Fair
2: enough. I have faith
0: other other tv things so we got a mandalorian season two release date and trailer there's some drama that the mandalorian himself pedro pascal was like leaving the show and then we heard oh no he's not leaving the show i have no idea what the actual final word on this is sounds like a bunch of drama and then we got a dune trailer we got a wandavision trailer so there's a few things that we're looking forward to that were announced
2: the the mandalorian scandal to me is kind of it's kind of like confusing because from what I've heard, he wanted more time, not wearing the helmet, right? Like more FaceTime, whether right. it's because that of, was comfortable yeah. or more just recognition there. So like, I feel like if that's the issue, Disney could easily fire him and hire someone else who would just wear the helmet the whole time. And it wouldn't even change anything in this, in the they show, could right? easily
0: dub his voice. I mean, that that's not yeah. hard to do.
2: Yeah, which is sad because, I mean, I don't know the details of it, like the fight of it, but it just kind of seemed like a moot point to be arguing.
0: Anyway, I hope season two is good. Uh, and anything on Dune? Like, we're looking forward to this one. I, I haven't read the book, but I did promise to read it before the movie came out.
2: I'm really excited about Dune. It looks really good. I'm glad they're splitting it in into two movies. It seems like the previous adaptations, that's either been a strength or weakness to it. So I think it's the right choice.
0: Okay. That's actually news to me. I didn't realize they were splitting into two movies.
2: Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly where they're going to split it. You haven't read the book, so I don't want to spoil it, but that was like the main issue with the, um, one that came out in the eighties is they had filmed enough, I think for like a three hour movie and they wanted it cut down to like an hour and a half or something. And so it just wasn't good.
0: It was before end end game level movies were acceptable.
2: Yeah. And there's never been like a definitive director's cut to it. And so like in that community, like the major talk is this movie could have been perfect if the original vision wasn't cut kind of thing. So that's why Mm. splitting it into two parts this time around is getting seen as the correct idea.
0: The the trailer at least has, has given us some good memes like the what's in the box pain thing. I've seen some good memes coming out of that.
2: Oh, we should do that for a Meme Friday.
0: Yeah, if you like Phantology and you want to chat with us on Discord, uh, please do. Our, our Discord invites are, are in the link. And every Friday, we do a Meme Friday where we put out a meme format for the day, and then we just go crazy with a bunch of different fantasy jokes. It's a fun time. So that would be a good one. I can I can already think of like a Kaladin application for that one. There's a lot of Kaladin adaptations for Meme Friday, turns out. <laughs> Speaking of Kaladin, so Rhythm of War gets closer and closer. We get every th- every Tuesday, we get a new chapter or two. Lately, it's just been the one chapter. I'm actually doing a series of reviews on those. So check those out if you are a Stormlight fan. And we got details on pre-ordering. We got details on the on the virtual party. Pretty soon, I think a few of us got our pre-orders in already and are pumped for the release. November 17th, something like that? Yes, it's November 17th. Counting down the days.
1: Very pumped.
0: Saving up that PTO to, to use? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll only take like, what, a day? can knock that out in a day. Maybe
3: oh, two. Maybe if
0: you don't eat, sleep, or drink... <laughs>
3: Well, okay, so the audiobook is gonna be around fifty hours. So if you go two point <laughs> two five speed,
0: you should be able to and, get that And that's in. not worth that that's a terrible experience. You wanna enjoy this one.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, here's the thing. I think that we should all gather together in one room, throw on the audiobook, and then just do a live stream for twenty-five hours. Oh. Just get all of our reactions.
0: Yeah, to it. Well, okay. That yeah. Are you not committing to that Stephen? We'll see very, very raw ontology footage. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I keep being told by my work that I can't hoard my PTO days until December anymore, so maybe I maybe I should just take oh, a yeah. couple of days off for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's do it, man. The whole reason why I had a baby was so I would get two weeks of paternity leave specifically <laughs> for this. You
2: have timed this so well.
0: <laughs> Read him the book. Read him the book. He, this is going to be a love of fantasy for his life. Yeah. Hopefully
3: my COVID affliction doesn't last until then, otherwise I could potentially... Have time off to read the book.
0: Everybody who's anybody will be reading that book. Yeah, is that something worth mentioning? That a news item, Ben, has COVID right now?
2: Officially tested, detected.
3: Ben it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it is a COVID. I'm currently surviving it. Luckily, it's not transmitted over the internet. At least we don't believe that's the case. So I do it's feel 5G, safe doing this.
2: Five G. Sorry, we don't want this video to get marked as yeah. like yeah. banned by YouTube <laughs> for saying that.
0: Okay, last piece of fantasy news before a special piece of phantology specific news is uh, another sad one. So Terry Pratchett, at the age of seventy two, passed on this month, like last week or so. So, uh, so rest in peace. Rest in peace, Terry. Uh, he's the author of the Sword of Truth series, amongst others. I believe, I actually have not read any of his books, but um, I know he's a pretty big name. Jake, I think you read some, yes?
2: I read a handful of the Sword of Truth books.
0: More of kind of an old school um, style fantasy writer. I, I thought it was cool that he didn't write until much later in his life. It gives me hope that maybe one day I will actually realize my uh, my dream to be an author. That'd be awesome.
3: So before we move on, I got two pieces of Prime, Amazon Prime Video news. Have you, we we haven't talked about the boys yet, right? But
0: that's still going strong. I, I referenced it as a as a grimdark a grimdark oh, yeah. similarity to some of Joe Abercrombie's stuff. I would love to see Joe Abercrombie on um, film, by the way. I think it'd be pretty similar, but yeah, the boys are still going on, yeah.
3: And then Utopia. Has it have any of you guys watched Utopia on, on Amazon Prime I have Video? Not. It came out like yesterday, didn't it? So it's like kind of a remake from like this uh British show from like 2013 or something, but apparently it's pretty different. And it's kind of about a pandemic and about comic books. And I would say it's about the same level as violence as the boys. I'm on episode like six of eight right now. Okay. And the only content has been violence and a few hard swears in there. But it's pretty good. It's intrigued me. It has Dwight from The
0: Office. Brian oh, what's up, Brian Wilson? Uh, it's rain yeah yeah shoot it's, hey, it's it's rain <laughs> guys it's rain we're good <laughs> we're there we're there with rain and then
2: it
3: has john john cusack in it so yeah two big names in there
2: i'm making my way through uh mr robot right now but that'll probably be my next amazon prime show concurrent with the boys loving the boys
3: yeah the boys every episode man just they're hard to watch sometimes you
1: know they're very squirmy I just finished Umbrella Academy season two.
2: Nice. Hey, okay. Ooh. Okay. We we addressed that last month, right? But what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, to be honest. Right. I felt like Ooh. Ooh. both seasons were kind of like repeats of the same thing. It's like, oh, let's figure out how to bring these people together. Okay, wait,
3: wait, wait. I haven't watched it yet.
1: Okay, well, maybe you should watch oh, really? it. 'Cause if I if I haven't watched it, I don't really watch that much TV. Yeah, usually usually Ryan's kind of the caboose on these shows.
2: Bad take in my opinion.
1: I
3: wasn't into it after the first episode and I wanted to wait until I was into it.
2: Dang, I thought season two was, was steps above season one and I really like season one.
1: We'll have to talk
0: about it in a different place. I, I do agree with you, Jake. I I think season two is pretty I liked both of them a lot, so uh but it doesn't take a lot to entertain me. Sometimes I'm easily pleased.
2: <laughs> Same. To be honest, I mean, I, I loved Guns Akimbo. We were talking about that the other day. I was asking the rest of Fantology whether it was worth a watch, and I was told it was got terrible reviews. I loved it. It was really fun. Definitely not a high-quality like movie, but it was entertaining throughout.
0: I have no idea what this thing is, but I will look it up now.
3: It's if Harry Potter had guns yeah, strapped to his hands. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. He gets that up
3: there. Terry
1: Goodkind, Stephen. It is not Terry Pratchett.
2: Oh, I thought he said ah. Goodkind. Did you say Pratchett? Lots of Terry's. Good mentality. correction.
0: Shoot. Okay, I, I made a mistake earlier, and thanks to the correction, Hinterlands on YouTube. It's actually Terry Goodkind that passed away, not Terry Pratchett. I think I was just thinking Disc- Discworld, because this actually leads into a piece of Fantology news. We just wrapped up our September. Pull, which is top fantasy artifacts and it was won by leslie Sedai or stuck on a Ak- caris what is arrakis. the Dune? Is arrakis. arrakis yeah stuck on arrakis podcast and she won on the strength of the luggage um which is from disworld i'm i'm informed i i'm not informed on this series but i know it's funny <laughs> And I know a lot of people like it and I know I want to read it eventually. And there were a ton of Discworld fans that rallied to her banner there. And so that's probably why I was thinking Terry Pratchett. I apologize. That's that's a sizable mistake. You don't want to mix up these types of things. So, uh, so rest in peace, both of these Terry's who have both died now. Is Facebook going to give us a warning of fake news on her?
2: Our- <laughs> We've already mentioned 5G. Probably.
3: Like
0: we're, yeah.
2: we're screwed already.
0: <laughs> Between the mention of COVID and... Fake news, we're just yeah. not looking too good. All right, any other pieces of fantasy news for the month that you guys feel is worthy of bringing up?
2: Oh, they, they released some, uh, well, I don't know if it's released or there's a leak of some scripts from the Wheel of Time TV show on Amazon Prime. So we got to see some video of actors reading these scripts. Not much information, but a lot of hype because it's hard to tell whether these like how much truth are found in these scripts and how much are just, here's something for you to read to to like test these actors.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They they used, they used fake names for everything and it was, it was super cheesy. interesting, interesting insight into how auditions are done, I guess.
2: Like the insight you can pull from it is some plot changes. There's some uh, mention of Loghain and you can maybe interpret it as, oh, this is the different direction they're going with Loghain.
0: Isn't that like already confirmed that Loghain's going to be bigger? Yeah, confirmed he's going to be
2: bigger, but like this could be conf- not confirmation that they're going bigger, but like, oh, this is how they're going bigger with him kind of thing. Yeah. So not so much of what they're doing, but the how. Um, and then there's some relationships between. Uh, known characters in the scripts and and like steven said all the names are fake except for one there's one character elaine in the script
0: but it doesn't make sense to be the correct elaine
2: it, yeah if it's the correct elaine it's going to be a major major difference
0: i mean they also use the word asgard at one point but i don't think we're going to yeah well Thor yeah. and co
2: all all place na- like names of places items things and everything we're just substituted with other things. I think they said instead of dragon reborn it was the the Naga reborn, which I think is like a yeah. is that like a Skyrim thing? I don't know.
1: N A G A that's from Warcraft. Warcraft, sorry. Not up to date.
0: We're we're still waiting on the uh, the Elaine casting announcement. I know that uh we have some big Elaine fans in the house here amongst Phantology, yeah. sadly. So you guys I'm sure are still Yeah, you're still looking for that. Come on. Everybody
3: should be an Elaine fan just to be clear.
0: So I, I tease this in I think the most recent rhythm of war video, but Phantology has got some big news, some game changing news for future episodes. We have a new recording of our intro. So we we have, we have a new recording of our intro for every episode and it's from some voices that you are going to find familiar. So I'm just going to play it for you. This is like a, I mean, sure. We we've all heard it before. This is not an unboxing, but this is your first chance as a fan of Phantology to hear our new intro. So here we go. Coming up. Readings beyond the Raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture.
2: Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd
0: culture. Absorb stormlight. Hone sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This
2: is Phantology. You may have heard of us.
0: All right. Who are those guys? The best narrators of yeah, all so time. Seriously, big thank you to Kate Redding and Michael yeah. Kramer, who were very generous in recording this for us. Um, we, uh, we, we were able to connect with them, and we wanted to make a special shout out to the charity that they support, which is called Books for Prisoners. So you can find that on booksforprisoners.net. This is a group that's been around since the 70s, and they are committed to providing books to incarcerated individuals, and it does a lot to help out with rates of recidivism. Great cause. So if you're looking for a cost of support, this is the one that Phantology is going to continue to promote as well. But we're really excited about this intro. I mean, it sounds legit, right?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, another awesome thank you to to Kate Redding and Michael Kramer for amazing work here. And it's just awesome because they put so much feeling behind and yeah, thought yeah. Behind each sentence, you know. Yeah, they so. was
2: it, it was not just a okay here's a script I've been given. Let me just read this. Like
1: it was a lot of effort. Can we talk about the books for prisoners? I mean,
0: do you really want to make prison more tempting for me? <laughs> you you gotta add books into the mix. <laughs> so that's actually interesting, Ryan. Dang, should we joke about this? Whatever. I'm just gonna say it. So in a previous episode, I don't remember what episode it was, But I talked about one of my plans if my life goes south is just to end up in prison, get books, and then I could just like sit in prison. I mean, there's obviously some downside to this, but I wouldn't be stressed out with like a job and stuff. I could just read. I don't know. Like, is it the worst thing in the world? I think there's other
3: things to be stressed about. I think on a a serious note, connecting it to fantasy.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Jason.
3: if you have a question about why this charity is important, I would recommend reading or watching Shawshank Redemption because it really goes to show you how hard life is for people that um, have paid their debt to society and are now trying to like reintegrate and how, if they're not prepped like mentally and um, some would argue like spiritually, then they're going to have a hard time once they get out of prison. And so charities like this
0: can and do help people. Thank, thank you, Josh, for making me sound like an idiot. I'm get, probably going to go back and cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I officially retract. I, 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 I retract those words. Me. Don't cancel me, please. <laughs> so even past this this intro, they also recorded a new intro for our worst of the best segment that we do at the end of the episodes when we talk about a really good part that we that we liked a lot from the book, but like one thing that was bad about it. So I'm going to go ahead and play again this new piece that we're going to play towards the end of every podcast episode the worst of the best with so many exemplary moments in this book it's almost unfair to nitpick
2: but that's the segment it's the pimple on the princess the stain on the satin and the terror before
0: the triumph, and he wrote the script. The unfortunate portion of an otherwise stellar performance. Someone has to point it out. Yeah, that's that's a wrap. <laughs> so good. Yeah, man. that that's awesome. So that's going to go in as well. Whatever genius uh, put that script together um, also deserves a shout out. So, uh, so thank you, I wanna, seriously. I want to
1: read whatever books they they that person wrote because I mean that's just
0: phenomenal stuff. You would you would think so. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, Maybe Michael and Kate will narrate my books as well. Jake, one little trivia thing for you, because I know uh, in the past you've had some some issues with pronunciations. So after after we got this recording, I was telling my dad about this, and I think he ended up on an internet rabbit hole or something, and he was watching an interview that Kate and Michael did, or some kind oh, of wow. panel or something. Yeah, and so someone asked him a question of like, how much guidance did you get from Robert Jordan? as you were recording the wheel of time. And they said at the beginning of the eye of of the world, they got like 90 pages in and they realized there were a ton of names and they had no idea how to pronounce them at all. And they were thinking, okay, we're going to read this whole series. How are we going to do this? And yes, there is some pronunciation, but not for all of the names. And so they asked Robert Jordan and he just said, he just said, well, uh, do your best and I'll just kind of go with, you know, whatever you guys think is appropriate phonetically and I know that you know maybe it wasn't always consistent but look that's a tough challenge right I th- I think that's interesting the the interaction between the author and readers
2: I mean all I'm going to say is they did not mispronounce anything in our script so obviously they are top-notch narrators I don't think I've ever said anything negative about them so I don't know where this is coming from
0: <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> negative it was just pointing something out that <laughs> It was just the worst of the best for you.
2: No, yeah, yeah.
0: It was the pimple yeah, on the yeah. princess. Yeah,
2: worst of the best for me. Ugh. yeah.
0: The stain on the satin. <laughs> Man, that alliteration, right? Yeah. Stain and satin are just swappings of two different letters. Wow. Oh. Who wrote that? <laughs> All right let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about what we're doing in October. So once again, we're rolling with our Twitter poll of top three, and this time we're doing top three creatures, and that's pretty ambiguous, and we've already kind of talked about this amongst ourselves, and you guys kind of helped me describe this, but we're going to say no creatures that are anthropomorphic, meaning like no vampires, goblins, like Anything with four limbs and looks like a person, talks like a person, that's not allowed. So it's got to be a creature to some extent, but it can be sentient. So if it talks, that doesn't mean it's not allowed. It's kind of a gray zone. So as you're submitting your picks, just check with us. Maybe we'll let you know if we think it doesn't quite qualify.
3: And I like Brandon Sanderson rule of awesome here is if you come up with an awesome pick, just put it in your poll, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I would rather get creative. Yeah, there is a prize on the line, but at the same time, this is just for fun. So please throw in whatever.
2: One other uh, item of clarification: are cre- are like flora and fauna, or just fauna? Like what what counts as a creature definition?
0: Just go for awesome, Jake. Go for awesome. All right,
3: Jake. If you were if you want to include a flower in your list, <laughs> then go for it, man.
0: One point of clarification is: I think you can submit either a specific creature or a specific race like if you think chasm fiends from stormlight archive are awesome but at the same time we don't really have like any named or characterized chasm fiend you can just say chasm fiend and that's that's pretty cool so that can count as a creature can you just say spren or should you come up with a specific i
1: think you just say spren
0: i guess you could i think
1: it would be good you you say spren and then you list specific examples that you really like about spren something like that.
3: No, I think I think you can either list one or a whole species because you can't you can't do like sill and pattern. You just have to say sure. like you're either choosing spren or as an a individual concept or yeah. a
2: character.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. Well, you can't list sill and pattern as evidence for why you think spren are awesome. No, you as, as evidence, yeah,
2: but in your pick, you can't have number one, Sill, number two, Pattern, and the number yeah. three, Spren.
0: It, it's got to be one thing. So I'm not going to put in your entry, Pattern and Sill. You can say Spren. Yeah. But you can tell me that you like both of them. Sure. That's awesome. I, I like them too. You can defend yourself in the comments. Yeah. So, Rule of Cool. Rule of Awesome. Yeah. Rule of Sanderson's Awesome. Sanderson's Third Law of Magic? Think so. I think sure.
2: really cool sounds better.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's an author. You're not Jake, so <laughs> let's get started. Let's get started. Who's going to lead us off with our top three fantasy creatures?
2: I'll go first. I feel like I've been going last.
0: I feel like Ryan's been going last because he likes to trump us at the end.
2: Oh, that's true, Ryan. You
1: go first. Ooh, all right.
0: I'll do it. So for my number
1: three pick, it's going to be the Cathay. And also, I guess, kind of along the same lines as, like, Shemaloth. They're both, like, these oh, yeah. omnipotent, evil, malicious, yeah. sentient, thing creatures that, uh, I guess, more Cathay. It's, it's like he, the Cathay is trying to just basically screw people over, uh, but it does it in a really interesting, th- in an interesting way, and it's a very interesting plot device,
0: from ki- from King the Kingkiller series, yeah. quote the quote series, the the yeah. series that Ryan is waiting for news on, and I guess this is your fauna. Jake, is this the fauna you were looking for, or flora? What what no, what's an fauna, animal? fauna?
2: Fauna, Yeah, fauna.
0: Wait, no, flora is a flora yeah. is a plant. Fauna is yeah. an animal.
2: Fauna is an animal.
0: like cat a tree.
2: No, it's just in the tree. It's a it's I a tree know. man.
0: I, I'm putting a tree emoji for Ryan's pick.
2: You can do that, but I don't think I'm pretty sure it's described as in the tree.
0: Mm. I don't know. All right, it's a nebulous entity. So Patrick Rothfuss, please tweeted us. Make your next tweet explaining what the Cathay is.
1: <laughs> the next my number two pick for you, Malazan fans out there, is the Kachin chamal Okay, which are these awesome? The they're basically like. Velociraptors that are sentient and they're kind of like a hive mind race. So there's like a queen and Ah. she has different versions of the kachin Chamal that she uses as in different ways. And so there's like warriors, assassins. These are
0: some of the original races of Malazan, right?
1: Yeah, there's like five elder races. races. These are one of the elder races.
0: I, I think they might be like the oldest oh, okay. of the races. Okay. I like Velociraptors. I dinosaurs are cool. Yeah, I've seen dinosaurs on the cover of some of the Malazan books. Okay.
2: That's another series I really need to read.
0: It's a series yes. I need to continue yes, to read. Yes, absolutely.
1: If you want like Jurassic Park, but the dinosaurs like talk and do stuff. Okay. Besides eat people, then might might be a series so, like for you. We're Back, that cartoon from the 90s.
0: I have no idea. Man, that's a deep cut. <laughs> kind of sounds like Ryan, as you described it, that. Kind of sounds like the void from the what is that? The Codex Alera series, our other Jim Butcher series.
2: Were those Velociraptor? Oh, it was like the Hive Mind, just, though,
0: huh? The Hive Mind and the Queens, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But I don't remember exactly what they were like physically, what they looked. Like. They just kind of like took over things. The void. Right? Those things are bugs.
2: Yeah, they're like bugs. They did, uh, did kind of take over things, though, t- too. I haven't read yeah. those in forever.
0: Kind of like Halo yeah. Flood. Yeah, yeah, they were like
1: that. All right, and your number one, Ryan? My number one pick, dragons, of course, fantasy dragons. Dragons range, they're totally different depending on the series yeah, you read. Uh-huh. And so the dragons that I'm thinking of are the dragons from Aragon the Inheritance uh, series, which I was just trash talking earlier. Yeah. But I absolutely love... I love the dragons in that book. Shout out
0: Saphira and what were the other dragons? Thorn. Thorn, the red dragon. Shruken. Steven,
3: when you flex by remembering the name of the first dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I know all the dragon. I know dragon. I I know that first dragon on the first book. I mean, if I want to,
1: if I ever write a book, I'm probably going to have dragons similar to that in my book.
0: I know Sanderson Sanderson loves dragons as well. He says that's his that's his favorite fantasy creature. Interesting that he hasn't put any dragons in his books except for like he kind of did in Skyward, where he made the dragon into the ship. Um, That's that's pretty cool. A different take on dragons.
2: I think you could classify the a lot of the great shells as dragon type creatures,
0: dragon like thing. Yeah. Wish we, we see it would be nice to see more of them get, get some direct interaction, yeah. All right, so okay, Ryan, Ryan, solid top three. Who's following that up? I can go next. So, my number three
2: this will be a flora pick the tree ship from the Hyperion series, which are these kilometers tall trees that are. Somehow enhanced to be able to be spaceships, so they grow these trees, and they have some sort of like force barrier around them. And there's this uh, organization called the the Templars that grow these trees and travel on them. And so when you're, it's just this huge living organism that's your spaceship through space, obviously. And then number two, I'm going to pick dra- a dragon as well, but I'll, I'm picking the dragons from pern which have a pretty like a similar uh relationship as the dragons from aragon i only read the first aragon and a couple of the uh, the pern books but they bond with their dragon riders and they're telepathic but they can also uh teleport which is kind of cool
0: two deep cuts so far here with hyperion and dragon riders of pern
2: i was trying to when i was thinking of these top three I was. A lot of what I came up with were things that were similarly picked for our, I think, our villains, like the Cathay and other things. And so I was trying not to repeat my picks from last time. And so number one, I'm going to pick the, I had to look up the name of this because I didn't (laughs) remember what it was from the read, but it's called the Tai Na from Roshar. It's the giant great shells that are basically islands that the, I think the Reshi that live on them. Oh yeah,
0: the, the Reshi, yeah um a a part of the reshi people live on these islands that's a that's a cool one i forgot about those
2: they're so cool and they're mentioned in one interlude they're these islands that they think are sentient that are alive they like worship them as their gods and then you realize in that interlude that they're really these huge great shells that they that they live on yeah so those are my top three
0: all right twins ben josh when you you guys you guys want to go do you want me to go i can go if you want take it away so when I was kind of designing this pick, I was more like
3: like sidekick creatures was kind of what okay. I was going for. So, okay. Number one pick is going to be Shadow Shadowfax. The from
2: Lord Harderings. of the Horses. Show me the meaning of haste. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm actually rereading the two towers right now, and I just got to that part where Gandalf summons Shadowfax back.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's really cool because, like, first of all it kind of gives them cred points with the riders of rohan rohan and you kind of get the feeling that like it adds so much to the world to know that there's like these people that just like specialize in training these awesome horses you know and the fact that like uh gandalf was able to like take the unconquerable one and and like his its power for for good
2: it just kind of like
3: the OG pick for like a creature sidekick, in my opinion. Yeah, it makes you know? me think
2: of Breath of the Wild, all the horses you can tame.
0: Trying to trying to ride that uh, glowing green alien horse.
2: Was it the the master of the forest? I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I think it's cool. That's the shadow effect. So, second pick. This
3: is yet to be determined if it has earned the spot, but I'm gonna go Doom Slug. Okay. From Skyward. Okay. Trilogy. Doomslug,
0: sure. Wow. I like it. Okay. Second second Skyward shout out.
3: I don't want to do any spoilers for that, but Doomslug. And then top pick, and this might get some hate, but I'm going to go Nagini from Harry Potter. Now, okay. there's a lot of obviously awesome creatures in Harry Potter, but Nagini always terrified me as a kid from the moment...
0: What book was it? Yeah, it was the, the fourth, fourth book,
3: right? Where Nagini killed the yeah, groundskeeper. That's a, yeah, that's a creepy. That was intro. creepy.
0: Nagini terrified you as a kid. The fourth book would have come out when you were like fifteen or sixteen, right? No. When did the fourth book came out? No, so no twelve way, or thirteen, like, <laughs> like third grade. <laughs> no, the <Yeah>. fourth book. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It came out in the two. It came out in two thousand because it, it came out of the same year. Came out in the same year as the Storm of Swords, and it won the locust award or whatever
2: how old were we in 2000 yeah
3: so, so uh, great, yeah
0: so that would be you'd be 8 8 is the correct number <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so okay. i would still consider myself a kid when i was 8 yeah hey i failed at first but then i came back with the storm of swords thing like that's cool right maybe i redeemed myself a little bit
3: but no anyway it's cool that it was cre- it was creepy clearly like voldemort's sidekick also, the fact that like it had such a cool arc where it ended up being like the only, I guess, not the only living Spoiler. Horcrux, but should have been the only living Horcrux. Also, it gave, I guess, I'm just going to go full, full spoilers here because we've already, already determined that Harry Potter should have been yeah, right here now. But it gave Neville a really cool scene in the last book, which was still my number one most disappointing Part of the last movie was the fact that Neville didn't get the chance to smite off Nagini's head. What? Wait, he did he, you watch the movie? In the last movie, what movie did you watch, man? Dude, that's a number one gift moment. Did I? I didn't think that happened. It no. It, it no, it might have happened. It might have happened in the movie, but it wasn't in. It wasn't in as cool the no, whole finale. Right? Wasn't like,
0: cool in the movie? Neville, he got a, I mean, he got the sword and he killed Nagini. That did happen.
3: Okay, but it wasn't like, because in the book it was, we can cut that part if in. you want,
0: but I still, <laughs> no, still we're think We're leaving it, that in. It, <laughs> we're leaving in the part where I messed up how old you were. We're leaving that in.
2: Not, not to go full <laughs> on, what is it, Super Carlin Brothers or whatever, but I just had this Harry Potter theory. Since Neville killed Nagini, which would have been the last Horcrux, right? Okay. Like if Voldemort's plan had happened according to his intentions. Okay. Does that confirm that like Neville was r- the real chosen one, like that maybe there like he still has some valid claims for that maybe?
3: Well, it was cool because uh, he he pulled out sword, yeah. the sword of Gryffindor from the yeah. Sorting Hat, right? So okay, that was what didn't happen in the movie. That did not happen in the
2: movie. I don't know for sure that in the did movie. Happen. Honestly, I don't remember. Anyways, that was just a little little Harry Potter theory. Correct me in the comments or prove me right. I don't know. <laughs>
0: interesting I, I don't know if we want to get into it right now but okay i, I like it that was your three right ben
3: yep so shadow facts doom and the- all right
0: i think that means i got to go next and and josh you finish this off right
3: thanks for the twinism <laughs>
0: subtle subtle <laughs> subtle but present twinism number three i'm also going to put a dragon species in there but other than different than what you guys said i'm going the dragons from robin hobbs realm of the elderlings and specifically, I want to talk about the dragons from the Live Ship Traders series, which I can't really explain too much without doing spoilers. So I'm just going to say there are dragons in the series and they're different than other dragons and they're really cool. And I feel like her books don't get enough love and they need to. So you guys need to read the rest of those books.
2: Don't you always complain about those books? About how much you hate the main character? Or am I thinking of well, different
0: books? Well, Fitz is frustrating for sure. Awkward. Fitz isn't in Fitz is not in the live ship traders.
2: Oh, honestly, I haven't like touched these series because I've heard you guys complain about Fitz so much. I was like, oh, it's probably not not good books.
0: <sighs> Fitz is a major downer. I think you would love the series, Jake. It's a really cool series because it's classical fantasy in kind of the late nineties, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong there but it's it's different than others it like takes a different spin on it and it's fairly it's like it's not super dark but there, there there are some darker things that happen in it it's i feel like it really kind of redefined the genre a little bit and there there are some fans but there's not enough fans and there's a lot of really interesting and cool things happen and there's an expanded universe because there's five different series three of them follow the main characters two of them are off kind of to the side so there's a lot to like in the series plus there are dragons
2: Dragons are cool. <laughs>
0: All right. My number two after that plug for Robin Hobb is York Bernison from his dark materials, who is a talking polar bear who is awesome and has cool armor and fights and helps out the main characters quite a bit. And I don't, I've never seen a talking polar bear in another fantasy series. So I'm going with York and my number one Shoot, I'm okay, I didn't realize this until just now, but I'm sticking with it. My number one is Night Eyes from also from the Farseer books, mm. and the, the, also the Robin Hobb books. Night Eyes is a wolf and has a really good connection with our main character, who apparently I trash too much. But Night Eyes is awesome and probably one of the most loved fantasy creatures that I could think of. So those are my three. Two from Robin Hobb.
3: Very nice. Yeah, Night Eyes was I remember that being a highlight when I was reading through. I've only read the, the main trilogy, but I really remember liking Night Eyes. I get confused between Night Eyes and Hopper sometimes though. Eh, they're,
0: they're a little similar. There's a stronger connection with Night Eyes, I think, just because he's on the page he, he's on the pages more, like he's more part of the main part of the, the action of that series. Alright. I'm gonna go. Okay, first I want to start with the shout out.
3: I had Pan on here from His Dark Materials, but because you just went with York Bernison, I'm just gonna take him off and substitute um, for another I one. But I, I I think that uh the concept of demons in his dark materials is Shout out Pantaliman. So I'm going to keep Oi on here from Dark Tower, and I've had him in another in another one of our top three.
0: Right, in sidekicks, I think.
3: Yeah, in sidekicks. Oi is He has kind of a psychic connection with one of the characters, but is basically a dog with a psychic connection and uh, not fully sentient. Although you wonder how throughout the series how sentient he is. Number two, I'm going to go with Appa from Avatar, The Last Airbender. He's awesome. That's the huge
0: flying thing, right?
2: Um, The air bison.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Huge flying thing.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I'm embarrassing myself.
3: Number one pick is Hedwig from Harry Potter. I know it's not like a hipster (laughs) pick or anything like that, but if we're talking about animals that were a comfort to us all growing up, (laughs) come on. Hedwig was a comfort to us
1: all.
2: We all wanted a Hedwig. Like an owl. Anyone who read Harry Potter wanted a Hedwig.
1: I'd rather have a Sephira than a Hedwig. Sephira could eat Hedwig. Eat your Hedwig (laughs) Hedwig in one bite.
3: (laughs) Okay, Josh, here's your here's your trivia question. Who gave Harry Hedwig? Who gave Harry Hedwig? Good trivia.
1: Uh Hagrid. Uh-huh.
3: Oh, Ryan. He stole it from on. Josh. This is Josh's pick. <laughs> yeah, when they're at platform nine and three quarters, right? Or uh, yeah. when they're yeah. when they're at diagonally.
1: They're diagonally. That was just a guess <laughs> for me. <honestly. laughs>
3: it was Hagrid because he didn't get Harry his like a, a good enough.
0: Birthday he didn't get him a birthday present at all. Yeah. The cake. Oh, the, the cake! Yeah, the cake was not very good.
2: But he might have he might have <laughs> sat on it a little bit. Not good
3: enough for it the present. So I'm going to lead straight into some shout-outs, though that didn't make any of our lists. The direwolves, just in yeah, general yeah, from say, Game I, of Thrones. I thought
0: about snow or ghost or ghost.
2: That's my meant. <laughs> oh,
0: <Snow. I, laughs> it's still white. <laughs>
2: i thought it was john ghost and his wolf snow i got it confused
0: oh uh, yeah good old john ghost brooding over here with his wolf snow <laughs> what uh, what other honorable mentions did you have josh um i think
2: nazgul, the nazgul yeah. pretty cool uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sprin, i think spin are a good honorable mention they're so i mean cool. we we yeah. talked about spren Sprin leading t- in yeah
1: the Chondra, or Shadium. Chondra is great. Ooh, what about Nightblood? Night yeah, it's a creature.
2: I mean, it it has it has uh, <laughs> It has a mind.
3: Yeah, we yeah we don't want to go too deep into the yeah copper mine here, but if you think about what Charblades are, and then think
2: about what Nightblood is, and yeah.
3: think yeah, about yeah, yeah, okay. all those implications, okay,
0: you know. yeah interesting. Yeah, okay, Nightblood counts.
2: I think that a ton from Roshar would do it for me. Also, um, the Raken or Raken, however it's pronounced, from Wheel of Time. I thought those were cool. A little pterodactyl dragon. Oh, yeah.
0: Those are, Wheel of Time's got some good ones. I mean, like Bella. I'm, I'm sure Bella's going to appear on a lot of the lists because she's the creator, after all. Created avatar. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Mandarb. I saw a hot, saw a hot take from a, a Wheel of Time creator, a content creator that was saying Mandarb is better than Bella. I could see it a little bit. Mandarb is Land's horse, um, for those of you wondering.
2: Also Fai'il.
3: Yeah, but Bella is like low-key awesome, though. I feel like Sanderson really le- leaned into the Bella fandom in the last oh, book. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I feel anything. the same.
3: Jake's not too pleased no, no, about I, it, I, I can
2: tell. I, didn't, I was like not aware of it at all, my first read-through, so not bothered by it at all. The second read-through, I was like, oh, yeah, there we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bella. Whose horse was Bella?
0: Bella's Rant's horse.
1: Rant's, oh,
0: I mean, a bunch
3: of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What else are really good?
0: Dresden. We didn't talk about mouse or Mister. I, I would okay. say mouse. Maybe maybe the best there from Dresden. There's a lot of creatures from Dresden, but a lot of them are more anthro- anthropomorphic, if I'm saying that correctly, so they would not yeah. count. No, No vampires, ghouls, fairies would be allowed.
2: What about like Navi, fairy? She's a good creature companion.
0: Sure. No, she listen.
1: Isn't.
2: Hey, she's listen. awesome. Anytime you get stuck, you just talk to her. And she gives you a nice little hint.
0: There's a lot more from Harry Potter too. We have Cruxhanks, like yeah. Scabbers, Fox. If you want to talk creatures, like blasted true. You're
2: really including Peter Bogart. Penner? I love Bogarts. I think that's the coolest idea.
0: Yeah, I guess Scabbers doesn't qualify, does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bogart, Bogarts are cool though I'm, I'm with you jake uh blast ended scroots are just like destruction oh, yeah. and hagrid incarnate perfect niff i thought nifflers cool. hippogriffs hippogriffs yeah. are cool. i mean these are not like always from just harry potter a lot of it's from mythology but jk rowling uses it really well
2: blast ended scroots those were so fun very disappointed it wasn't in the movie what about the
3: uh oh the monster book of monsters Or what was the one that that would attack the students?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. First time. Good, good, Ben. Here's one more. Tell me if this counts. Aslan? Like, does Aslan count as a creature? No. I I don't know. He's a lion. It's a creature.
2: Is he just a lion, though?
0: Well, he's as, he's as omniscient as the Cathay, just not Malevolent.
3: No, but I feel like in Narnia, they're like people. They have the same intelligence levels as people. But why did we count the Cthulhu? Everyone in Narnia. Because it's more. That's more of like a force of force?
0: nature. I okay. Think. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, it's a, it's a fine line we we walk here in these Twitter tournaments. So it's very serious stuff. All right. Any any more honorable mentions? I feel good about this this list we put together.
1: I, I mean, really, anything from Malazan. You got like the five alderaces. We need to read more Malazan. The Talanima, Oh, what
3: about the from a, uh, from the Cosmere, the birds that suck up stormlight?
1: Yeah, larkins. Larkins,
2: honestly, and any of the birds from uh, Six of the Dusk?
0: Yeah, six. Of yeah,
2: that has some really cool creatures. Would the Shades yeah. count from Trinity? Would those count as creatures? They're not.
1: Uh, they're, yep.
2: they're more From, uh
0: yeah shadows for silence and in, in forest of hell or whatever that short story is yeah yeah threnody nice nice poll there
2: yeah it was shorter than saying the whole title of the short story
0: <laughs> yeah
2: short story long title all
0: right thanks for sticking with us through through this uh, we had a few audio issues but I, but i think we'll be able to get it all out in post if you like Phantology, we have a lot more content, probably more coherent. Most of it's going to be a little more uh, <laughs> a little more on topic than these episodes are. But if you're looking for individual book coverage, we have covered a lot of books now. We have about 75 episodes, and you can find those all at www.phantologybooks.com. You can find us on social media at Phantology Books. Join our Discord to chat with us and give us your input. Let us know what uh, you know. What are we going to do next month? Um, Let us know what books we you would like us to cover. We we go through all those things on Discord as well as Meme Fridays. We have a Patreon account, and if you would be, we would be so honored um, if you felt like we were worthy of your money. Even I mean, just listening is enough. But any any contributions will go directly back into the podcast. And we also have a partnership with Audible. Right now, we listen to a lot of audiobooks, so one way we do that is through Audible. If you sign up through the link that will be posted on this episode, you can get a free trial, and that will give us a little bit of a kickback. Any other plugs that I missed there? Our our list is getting longer. We have a merch store. You you can shop our merch store and get some cool shirts.
3: And I would just say share. You know, the, the biggest thing that we love seeing is new listeners coming in, new people joining our Discord, so share discord share episodes and that helps us more than anything
0: yeah all right thanks all thanks listeners thanks for uh thanks for sticking with us and we'll see everyone uh next month or sooner if you like our individual book reviews yeah
2: peace